Hi, friends. Welcome back to the Courage Revelation podcast. I'm your host, Jessica Love. And today I have such a special, unique soul, basically a soul sister. And the fact that our paths have crossed and she's all the way in Australia is just amazing. So today I have Natasha Black. She is a healer, a writer, also a podcaster that I was just on her podcast. So we'll make sure we list that in her in our show notes. She uses her awareness skills to convey powerful healing messages to the world. By seeking to understand more of her own mystical experiences, she has gone on a quest to find who she really is. Through discovering ancient wisdom, texts, and knowledge, this has allowed Natasha to unlock the keys of self-mastery and our potential as human beings and why we are here. So I am very excited for her to tell everyone her story and for us to just get all nerdy together. All right, Natasha, bring it. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. Um, So where would you like me to start? I guess my story from... Yeah, let's start about your awakening. Because like, I know for me, it's been in like layers over many years and yours started even younger than mine did, which is really cool. Yes. So, I mean, it kind of did, but it, yeah, it, it kind of did. Like you said, it's, it's layers. So, um, and I still keep awakening, you know, there's more layers mm. always. It doesn't so stop. So when I was, I was brought up in a religious upbringing called Seventh-day Adventist, which is quite strict, um, very rules-based and, and what have you. And when I was seven, I had an asthma attack. And I actually died from that asthma attack. And this is just a very short version. I left my body, um, saw them working on me, went to the other side, did the whole thing. If anyone's ever listened to any near-death experiences, it's all that. Um, Went through the tunnel and then I was in this complete, space of love and light Mm. and I always call it everything and nothing because it literally is that space and so I remember having the choice to come back however I was saying I don't want to go back I want to stay like this is this feels like home I don't want to leave here and these beings I just remember it feeling like a few beings like it was a collective and they said no you have to go back you know you've got so much to do here in your life on earth to help people you have to go back and then I was saying no no I don't want to but then I it was like I kind of sat with it for a minute and they said no you have to it's not your time yet but even though that was said, I still remember having the feeling of having the choice. If I really wanted to, I could have said no, like terminate this contract. I want to, you know, start again. So anyway, the next thing was I was back, back down in my body. Um, and then the next thing I remember was me just being in sitting up in my hospital bed for three days, I think it was, and I couldn't speak. I couldn't say anything. And the doctors were saying, I think she's going to be brain dead. And so I remember seeing people speak to me and try to communicate with me. And I was thinking like, I want to say things back and communicate and move things, but I couldn't. 
So, yeah, then I came out of that. And ever since I came out of that, I started asking a lot of questions to my religion, to my parents, to my grandparents. Things just did not make sense to me. I just couldn't place certain concepts. I just kept thinking, well, if this is what it says and that's like, how can that be? There was just so many things like that that just never made sense. And I don't place judgment or blame anyone for this. It's just that consciousness of the, the church and the religion. But they were saying you can't, you, you shouldn't ask so many questions. You should just have faith. You know, and my brain was like, well, I can't have faith if I can't have my questions answered. Like that just doesn't make sense to me. And, you know, now I like to say God's not an idiot. You know, he's not going to place questions on my heart if it's not supposed to be, you know, like that. I wanted to get to the bottom of things and just it just wasn't satiating me, these answers, these throwaway answers. So years went later, we still went to church and then um, left the church and, you know, I just always wanted that connection with God or the universal source, you know, I, I use those terms interchangeably and I could just never feel it like what some people said that they could feel. I'm like, I want that, but I can't feel that. Mm -hmm. I just can't get it, you know, it just isn't there for me. Um, so, oh yeah. And then after that experience years for years, I had this recurring dream that I was stuck between dimensions and I couldn't get out. So that was really interesting. I used to explain to my mum, I'm having this dream where I'm like in this grid and I'm stuck and I can't even stand up. It's like this infinite grid and I'm stuck in between these dimensions and I just can't get out of it and I want to get out of it. Yeah, it was, it was weird. Anyway, so we left the church. Um, you know, this is skipping forward a long way. Then I left school. Um, you know, we didn't kind of do anything to have anything to do with the church. I still had the programs running of guilt with eating certain things and doing certain things, you know, which takes years to unravel. And, yeah, so I left school, studied massage therapy which of course in that college was opening up a lot of the metaphysical world and energy. And the very first metaphysical book I read was The Celestine Prophecy, which just mm -hmm. blew my mind. And I then started, I, I haven't read the book since then, but I remember them talking about energy and playing with energy. And so I used to lay on the grass and I'd like, you know, connect energy and play with the energy between my hands and then I was seeing auras and stuff like that. And I was like, whoa, this is cool. So I went down that track and then I don't even know why, but I moved away from that. Um, I think it was just partying, you know, as a teenager yeah. and just going through that whole thing. But, yeah, when I was in that metaphysical space, I felt like these things make sense to me. It makes a lot of sense and I hadn't even gone that deep back then but just the way things were explained and the inclusiveness, I guess, and just the the freedom that you experience in, in that energy space just felt so um, 
it was kind of like a, a bit of relief, really. And so, yeah, came out of my party phase. Came, I was living overseas and I was old enough then to decide was church really right for me. So I still was searching for that connection. And I to thought, belong. yeah, and I was like, okay, friends of mine were going to church, not a Seventh-day Adventist one. I actually tried to go to one and it was so judgmental and some of the things they were saying, I was like, no, I, this is not, it doesn't feel right in any way. You do you, boo, but I ain't coming back to this church. And then I went to a more free Christian church and that was great. It was, you know, lovely people. It was more freedom and I was like, yeah, this is nice, you know. And so I went for probably a good few months, gave it a really good go because I thought if there's something in this, I'm old enough to decide now if that's right for me. And so I gave it a really good go and then I came out with the same questions still no answers, you know, just couldn't get to the crux of the the things that I wanted to know and just to feel that connection that I couldn't feel and I'd watch all these people in church and I'm like, I don't feel what you're feeling. It just isn't there for me. So, yes, and then I left and started the whole personal development journey and then that led into the spiritual development and then I went deep deep, 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 deep into the universe. I've read so many books and that have all blown my mind and been amazing. Um, listen to podcasts, listen to audio books over the years. YouTube's been my best friend as well, but just gone deep into who I am, ancient mysteries, going back to connecting to you know, how they connected with energy and then, you know, it's just led me on this beautiful journey of being a priestess. I mean, I call myself a cosmic priestess. I don't love labels, but yeah, I love the yeah. connection to the starseed thing as well. So along the way I've connected with so many different little things, so starseed and then this and then that, and I've thought at the time, oh, this is it. But then as I've gone along, I'm like, oh, no, it's just part of it. You know, yes. so this is where Same. it's like it's all just connecting the dots and just coming together. So now it's it's everything and I don't really have um, a specific area that I focus on because life is about it all and everything. And, and the more mysteries that I uncover, the more deeper connection I, I find in myself and which is God and source and the universe. You know, the deeper you go, the more connection you feel. So I'm happy to say that I found that connection and I'm so happy and I'm so free and it's taken years to uncover and unravel the conditioning from mm. church, um, which, you know, sad to say it's a very, very, deep conditioning and sometimes along my journey that's frustrated me that it's such a deep conditioning that hides the truth from people however I know that you know there's no limit to where God can exist and I do know people that go to church and find that connection and that's great for their journey um but yeah, it's the the conditioning part of it was was a little bit challenging to remove, just the guilt and the shame 
in certain things. So, so yeah, that's kind of my story into where I'm at now. <laughs> and especially if other people around you that you grew up with or grew up around are still in it, because then it's like, it teaches you a whole different level of tolerance. And, you know, even if other people can't be inclusive, how can I set the example of what that looks like? Mm -hmm. But then also like, I don't push my stuff on you. You can't push your stuff on me. Right. Yeah. And that's what I've struggled with a little bit. Cause like my mom is like very like devout. She's like, mm -hmm. you know, God and Jesus and, you know, yep. faith and everything like that. And I'm like, but what about your personal accountability? Like you still have mm -hmm. this free will. And then the whole thing about like faith, right. Of like mm -hmm. believing I am all for like the metaphysical part of believing, right. Like believing that exists just because you believe it exists because you have yeah. that knowing as opposed to needing to see the physical proof. Right. Cause that's part of like what faith is, but it's like at certain point in time though, it's like, you have to just own that this is your journey and whatever that looks like. Yeah. And if it's happening, it's happening for you, you know, and that, you know, God's not just going to take it away. Like it doesn't work like that. Yeah. This is happening for you to like learn and move through things. And yeah, you know, it's kind of like, totally. When sudden death happens, you know, for like loved ones or, you know, illnesses and such. And it's kind of like, well, you know, what's the reason for that? And sometimes it's just to teach you unconditional love. You know, mm. and I feel like, I feel like that's a huge part of our journey in general, oh, wherever, yeah. wherever we're at and however it looks, if you think about it, it's like, it's all this journey to home, which is within us. Yeah. Which is connected to everything. Yeah, totally. And I agree. Like it's, it's been a journey to have more and more compassion for those who don't understand me and my path and think that it's the devil's work. Um, you know, that, that's, that takes a lot of compassion and forgiveness and non-judgment. Mm -hmm on, you know, for me to judge them, but I'm learning more and more about, you know, just as I experience it, it's like everyone just do you, like you've got your connection. <laughs> if you feel amazing in that, great. I, I can't say that God's not there for you because there is no limit to where he can exist. It's just, yeah, exactly the truth pushing and that even goes for you know, spirituality, like no one should push anything onto someone else, but you know, it's, it's, it's a, it's a lean in to let that judgment fall off you mm -hmm. from their part as well. Um, thinking that you've been deceived and, you know, you're just on this path of no truth. So it's just, learning to lean into that space of just acceptance that they don't, they misunderstand you. Um, but I will say it has been challenging to convey my experience with the near death experience and to know that 
this is what God is, like unconditional love, everything and nothing, mm-hmm. like that's inside you. And I felt mm-hmm. that. So to have that experience dismissed feels, it, it has hurt in the past, but I understand that they just won't understand that and they're not going to take that information for me from me. And something that always helps me is I always, you know, I love the path of Jesus and Mary Magdalene in the mystical sense, not the religious sense. Mm -hmm. And I always come back to him and how much he would have been misunderstood even by the closest around him. And that just gives me strength and gives me um, more com- to, to lean into more compassion for them and just to go, it's okay. Like, it's okay if you misunderstood, if they don't understand you. And quite often that happens a lot, <laughs> like in my life, people around you, friends, you know, you can't just open up these conversations, which I'm like chomping at the bit to, you know, <laughs> to talk about with people. But it's people like yourself that why well, just makes it so special when we come together Yes. Because we can just open up our weird fully and just go, yes, like you get me, I get you. It's like amazing. So, well, and the crazy thing is, is that I've, it's been interesting to see how that has played out for me, where like people have been sent into my life to help open doors, mm-hmm. but then they're not meant to walk through them with me. Yeah. And it's, and it's wild to see that. And like that was a little bit hard for me in the past year, especially because. Literally, I feel like leaving healthcare was completely setting me free from mm. like all the prisons, not just mm. literally from like the golden handcuffs. But I feel like that was my spiritual closet, you know, because it's yeah. like I couldn't believe in anything else while I was ex- existing in that. So then mm. leaving Texas and I mean, leaving California and coming to Texas and being so much more open where I'm like, okay, I want to know about all the things. So then I was literally meeting people that, we're opening up my eyes to a lot of things and yeah. even so much of spirituality that I had never heard about that I don't know about. Like I'm still kind of new to the spirituality world. And it was crazy to see that like they would open the door for me and that I would start learning about it. And then I would want to talk to them about it and they would get weirdly defensive and weirdly like, I remember when I read the power of now, okay, this Ugh. was sometime like last year, right? Like I said, newer to the spirituality journey. So I was like totally mind blown. Yeah. And I tell a friend about it and I totally looked up to her as like an elder almost, you know, Mm. but we're the same age Mm. just because she was in this realm longer than I had been. Right. She Mm -hmm. had experienced a lot of trauma in her life. So she had been on her own journey for that. And so then I read that and I tried to talk to her about it. And she's like, yeah, that book's like as old as the Bible. It's basically like the spirituality Bible. Right. And I was like, oh, okay. And she like wasn't impressed. And I was like, well, I wasn't, I just want to talk about it. Right. Yeah. And so then it got weird. It was almost like I couldn't grow past her. So I literally had to stop being, we had to stop being friends. It was weird. And then other girls, the same kind of thing where we could talk about, um, especially like there's a lot of like Hispanic people in Texas and Hispanic women from like traditional families, mm-hmm. they're really witchy, you know? Yeah. And so it's, yep. it's, it's fun because they have all these like, um, like really old school, um, belief systems and things that they get from like, you know, their grandmas and all this kind of stuff. And so that was cool. Those two girls that I, other girls I made friends with, they were the same and they were like teaching me about these things. 
But then when it came to me choosing the light, Mm. when I learned that I actually had a choice that I could choose to exist in the darkness or in the light or of the dark or of the light, Mm -hmm. right? Because they don't exist without each other. And when I started choosing to exist in the light, it irritated all these people's darkness. And then it was like, Mm -hmm. they completely regressed back into their dark phase. It was crazy to see it happen where our friendship, we were like, you know, sending each other podcasts and books. And, you know, we were like practicing tarot on each other and, (laughs) you know, like just exchanging like rituals and stuff like that. And then all of a sudden it was like, boom, the other girl started. She's like, yeah, I, I bought a handle of vodka. Right. And she started like, she said she missed the chaos of her party days and stuff. And so she kind of started progressing back to that. And then the other girl started like really allowing all of her triggers to consume her. And then it was like, it was really hard to be friends with someone who lives in the fear because Mm -hmm. that's also part of stepping into the light because love is the antidote to fear. Right. And so I decided, no, I'm going to choose love and not fear. Mm -hmm. And then it was like, they just completely dropped off and I was like, okay, whatever. So then I was kind of bummed because then I'm like, okay, I don't really have people to talk to about this stuff. So then I just started like going into my own stuff, you know? And I, I like, I still own the weird you know, where I'll be with friends and I'll be the one to like bring up about dreams or visions or something. And it's really cool to see people literally just soften and then share their stories. And like we had talked about last night where you were saying that, you know, you are not better than anybody Mm. with the channeling abilities, with the, Mm. the skills that you've been able to hone. Everybody has the capability to tap into that if yes. that's what they choose. So it's cool once you start kind of like talking a little bit about your stuff, you will see that other people have that stuff too. It's just if they're willing to own it yes. and be able to step away from the crowd. And a lot of people don't have, like they only have a little bit of wiggle room that they're able to step out of the the big circle. Totally. And you know, that's, that's the matrix design too. Oh, is yeah. that, you know, people are so afraid of what others think of them and and I'm not exempt of that that still happens to me like I still I still take a little piece away from that um that mindset all the time like okay just keep going like don't worry about what they think of you it's okay but yeah I drop enough weird in places that (laughs) people know what I'm thinking but I don't have to go into it and then if they want to chat about it later we can go down that route so it's like I'm still owning who I am but you know there's some relationships that have fallen away Mm -hmm. and some that have stayed and have just reorganized themselves where I just do this with that person you know and then I have my soul sisters in my priestess circles that I run and people such as yourself that you can come together and and really get full weird with (laughs) but you know I love supposed to be like that because yeah we are supposed to be one or two of the only ones in our in our immediate community because that's how the light workers work it's like we can't we're not going to be stronger if we're all in one clump 
together yes. in the same country. Like we have to be spread out. That's how it's going to happen. So, yeah, I have to keep reminding myself of that too sometimes um, when it feels a little bit lonely as in not saying I don't have people around me but sometimes you feel just that I do mm-hmm. really don't don't feel understood by anyone or no one's getting it. You know, I just have moments mm-hmm. where that flickers and it comes up and I'm like, I don't feel like anyone's getting it. But then I know that's my ego talking because I can see mm-hmm. evidence of the world waking up and I really like to remind people that often when they see the chaos, even in the alternative media, please, like, no, you know, understand the truth but also have your eyes open to what is changing for the better because it's happening right before our eyes Mm -hmm. and unfortunately humanity are addicted to drama. And we have to know when to have a little taste of what's going on, you know, such as the news, and then move away from that and go, okay, I'm focusing on the new reality. You know, I don't Mm want to go into this old timeline anymore. It's enough to go, yep, okay, I know what's happening in the news. I know where I'm needed. And Mm -hmm. then you just take your focus back to, creating new earth which is something that I like to focus on all the time (laughs) you know and I don't know how much you've moved around or not but I do feel like for me in the last you know little over decade there's been a lot of movement for a reason Mm -hmm. because I feel like I almost feel like I'm leaving breadcrumbs for people Mm -hmm. right and I have felt for the last couple months that my time in here, my time here in Texas is like coming to a close, right? And I do feel like it is time to move on to somewhere else. And I do love leaving the little like the breadcrumb or like yes. planting the seed to people when I do say weird stuff and they might not like have the capacity for it yet. But it's so interesting that later they will come back around and said and say, you know, you know how you said yeah. this or that yeah. and they've they've really sat with it and then mm-hmm. all of a sudden they they have something similar or you know they they want to talk more about it so I do yep. love that but I I like I said I do feel like I came to Texas for a reason and I feel like that's all kind of coming to a close and so I've been just really kind of hermit you know here because I just feel like just not my place anymore it's just so big mm-hmm. and busy and I feel like I'm ready to like move to my next destination. And I do feel like the more, I don't know if you're going to relate to this. I feel like you will. The more I get into the like deeper nooks and crannies of this journey, Mm -hmm. the more I struggle with being human. And the more I like, cause I was so in the matrix before mm. and now I'm not where it's like, mm. I live this RV life. My life is very simple in a lot of ways. And it's just me and my dog. And then it's just like, like the chaos of the world of like, oh, you need to like, you know, make all these videos and all these templates and you know, mm. this, you need to do all this matrixy stuff to be successful. <laughs> and I'm like, no, it just doesn't, it just doesn't feel right. It just doesn't Mm. feel like my path, but then I'm kind of like, okay, but I'm still a human in this world and Mm. the matrix still exists for a reason. Mm. So how do I, 
I'm still learning how to kind of straddle all the worlds. Yeah, it's it's a definite what's the word, you know, balance there. It's it's difficult. Like I've I've found myself through that, you know, being a, a conscious entrepreneur, I guess you could say, or a spiritual entrepreneur or whatever. It's dancing those two lines where it feels right and what I've realized is that you know the universe has its own algorithm of law of attraction and creation that's it so whatever feels good for you to create your business in your way is that is the code of success Mm -hmm. It's not this strategy. It's not that strategy. If, if you're doing that because it doesn't feel right, it's not your. It's not your way. You're going to mm-hmm. repel the creation codes because you're not stepping into what feels good for you. Which mm-hmm. feeling is the main one of the main parts of creation. So. I've learned that the hard way. I've spent lots of money on coaches and, you know, um, methods of success and trying to build my coaching business. And I've just come back to realize that oh, that, that works for them. It, that's a very successful way for them. That mm-hmm. works for them. So I've just taken pieces of what works for me and what feels good for me, but Ultimately, I know that the algorithm that I'm plugging into is the universe. Mm-hmm. And people are finding me. Like, I'm not on Instagram. I am on Instagram. I just don't use it. So um, people are finding me still by email, by word of mouth, by podcasts. Um, there are so many other ways to have your self heard and to get yourself out there that feels good for you. Um, and through my blog so you know it's one of those things it's it is dancing that line and finding the balance of what works for you but it can be so noisy on Mm -hmm. online and for people that have made success and everybody wants to be able to earn a living from their passion Mm -hmm. so we want to follow people that have done it before us right we want to say oh how have you done it like I really respect that you know, I'd like to learn from an expert and what I've learned for myself is that I was placing other people as a guru before my own inner intelligence. I always knew that these things didn't feel good for me. I didn't want to do it that way, but I was following a process that they had sold to me, which it's not bad for them. That works for people that it feels good for. So yeah, it's been a journey. (laughs) And now I'm just doing it my own way, having the best time and people are coming to me and finding me and that's the universe's magic. That's the co-creation. Like, you know, I do my bit, the universe does its bit, you know, to bring who I need to serve. Yeah. So I keep having this like, not realization, but I just, I just truly feel like I'm meant to be more of like the in-person person. person, Right. Mm -hmm. And so I don't feel like this is my permanent destination, but I was like, okay, well, you know, how can I just make the most of the time that I'm still here? Right. So I tried to just create like a local group, right. Just 
women's just get together, like conscious community group. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and I thought, you know, that way I can make the most of my time. And then if people want to hire me as a coach, cool. If they don't, no worries. Right. Yeah. So it's pretty crazy to see when something isn't aligned. So I posted on one of the really big women's groups online and my post completely got denied. Mm. And then, um, and they basically said, this is a like fun meetup group. That's, that's the intention of this group and you can't promote yourself. So basically that was me promoting myself. So then Mm -hmm. I tried to like tell some girlfriends about it and I got some pushback because I'm not religious. And so Mm. that was something that I had, I'd felt living here in Texas because it is very like, it's like the Bible belt, you know? And there's a lot of like very devout Christians, which like we said, like that's, you do you boo. Right. Yeah. And (laughs) they, um, yeah, just people, I just got so much pushback about it. So I'm like, okay, well, am I just not meant to do that here? Mm. I was like, kind of like, okay, I guess not then, you know? Mm. Um, and I have had visions of like, sister circles like ceremony mm. circles and i'm like i've never even been to a ceremony circle like it was so it was kind of wild for me to like have these visions and as i'm journaling it's like very clear and i started like you know intuitive journaling just about what is my soul what does the universe have to tell me today and a lot of what i've been journaling about for months is like this property and mm. hosting things on this property mm and hosting retreats because I also am very passionate about like health in the human body right and um really providing your body with what it needs and really being able to connect it with all things in the world too you know with the sun the earth the water and the herbs and everything and um so that would be part of my retreats but it's one of those things where it's like when where how you know and so I've (laughs) I've I really am like trying to disconnect myself from the how of everything Mm -hmm. because it's like, I don't have hundreds of thousands of dollars to go put on property, you know? So I'm like, okay, just trusting that I have this vision and it's very clear that it's, it's already mine in a, in a different timeline. Yeah, totally. And we just never know how it's going to show up for us. And it's just so important for us to be, wide open with how that can happen like it doesn't have Mm -hmm. to look like you get money in the bank then you put money on the property and then it's yours Mm -hmm. like we just have to be open to receiving it well there could be 50 other ways that that could happen and become a reality I heard this incredible manifestation story of that and this guy was talking about how he wanted to go all around the world and speak and he just let it go and surrendered to it and he bought his first ticket to wherever it was and then literally after that event he was invited to the next place then at that event someone paid for him to go to the next country and he's traveled the world speaking just by buying one plane ticket mm-hmm You know, so it's just such a good reminder to us to Mm -hmm. just lean into and surrender to how that can happen. We just have to do our bit, you know, just have our energy clean and clear for receiving and our heart open and, you know, it's fun. Yes, I know. Okay, so can you talk about 
our gifts, the gifts that all of us have access to mm. if we choose so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's so important and something that I love speaking about. Because on my journey, I have really looked up to people and idolized people and put people on a pedestal. And mm-hmm. I've had a couple of experiences where that's fallen really hard for me. And it was mm. hard for me to go through that experience. But, you know, coming out of on the other side of that, I realized that was for my own empowerment. Each time that happened. Yep. I realized, oh, yeah, it was just me. It was just for me to step up into my own power that I didn't see before. So I don't consider myself special in what I do because we all have the potential to channel. We all have the potential to be psychic. We all have the potential to be amazing energy healers, to levitate telekinesis like (laughs) whatever you want to talk about you know everything that Jesus did I'm going to bring him back into it again we can do and he even said you will uh, I don't don't I won't quote it word for word so I don't know it word (laughs) for word but it was you'll do greater things than I you will Mm -hmm. do all of this and more he went and traveled the world to learn how to heal and how to alchemize things, be the master alchemist. He went to Tibet, to India, to Egypt, learned in the mystery schools and and with the gurus, and Mm -hmm. he brought that wisdom back, you know. So we, this is part of my journey of learning ancient wisdom because it's unlocking all of those secrets that of our potential as human beings And I love sharing this because I know even on this show there'll be people that think, you know, I'd love to do that, but I I can't. I'm just not that gifted or I don't have that in me or that person's more magical or more spiritual or more of a healer or they use better terminology or they know how to do this or, that. you know, it's just it's all noise. We all have the same potential to heal and to alchemize and to do all of that. The only difference is what you've chosen on this path. So what did your soul choose to have experience in this lifetime and to choose to accept and claim those gifts. It's like going into a shop, you know, some days you'll go in and you'll, get this and you'll get that and then the next time you'll choose different things like you can literally walk into this shop of potentiality and say what do I want to claim what do I want to play with what do I want to have fun with and just learn it like you can learn any gifts and it's not just reserved for the special ones um certainly there are people born with extra psychic gifts and amazing things and that's how they chose for it to be but you could not have a psychic bone in your body is and you haven't claimed anything yet and you could decide today I would love to do that or I'd love to be Mm -hmm. a medium and it will happen for you if you want to learn how to do that so I don't consider myself a medium but (coughs) excuse me oh sorry 
things have happened in my healing room. So I do these quantum healings and connect with star family and all of that. So I channel in the healings and also sometimes people's loved ones come in the room and I remember the first time this happened and I was doing massage and I was so, this is the thing, is I was so deep in their energy and their field and just in Mm -hmm. the zone of healing, I had opened up that portal for that possibility to happen and I remember seeing two of her male relatives standing in the room and it was kind of a vision but also a knowing so I saw what they looked like and I was described after the appointment I was describing them to her and what they had to say the message that they had to share with her and she was just crying tears just streaming down her face and I said to her I just had to share it and I didn't even know what that was or if it was true, but I had to share it. And by that stage, I'd learned enough about intuition that if I feel it and I want to say it, I share it because it's not for me, it's for you. That might not make sense to me, but it makes sense to them. And I said, I'm sorry, that's never happened to me before, you know. And then I came downstairs after the the massage and I said to my friend who was a medium, I'm like, I think, like, that's just happened to me, you know, just this, this mediumship. She's like, yeah, like that, you know, that happens when you're, you're tapped in. So, you know, and I've had lots of experiences like that. Same with channeling. Excuse me. I'm so sorry about the coughing. Um, it's your, it's your ego trying not to let you shine right now. <laughs> oh, I just mm-hmm. I had a bit of black coffee. So it's stuck. Mm. <laughs> so I used to have this dream. So I wanted to channel and I was reading books about channeling. I'm like, that's such a cool thing to do. Like I just wanted to mm-hmm. learn more about it. And I was like, yeah, I really want to do that. Um, I didn't quite believe it, but I wanted to learn. So I was reading books and um, listening to all the things. <laughs> and then I started having this dream where this voice like this this presence was in my voice box and was taking over my voice and trying to speak through me and Mm -hmm. I kept having this dream and I was telling my friend who's a psychic medium she's like oh it sounds like sounds like something wants to come through and so my journey of channeling's just been leaning into the fact that I can do it um everyone Mm -hmm. can do it and it comes through most of the time through writing, automatic writing mm. for me. Um, but I feel like that might I, be mine too. Yeah, and and quite because it's often literally it like starts like that. Uh huh. Mm, Usually, can, yeah. Sorry. So I start writing, and like I said, it's just really clear stuff that comes out, and it's almost like someone else is writing yeah. a letter to me, like yeah. it's someone else is talking to me when I write it. Yeah. Totally. And you know, when you're reading it, you're like, I don't use that word. That it just mm-hmm. feels like something took over my hand and just started writing and all these words are just coming out of me from, from nowhere. So that's channeling. I'm sure even people that feel like they don't have that ability, I want 
them to be able to listen to this and think, oh, yeah, I, I think I was channeling, you know, and to not question mm-hmm. that yeah. that's a reality for you, like that is channeling. Um, and then it happens when I run my circles, you know, I take people into a deep healing meditation and sometimes just words come out of me and I'm like, whoa, that was so cool. Like what what I just said was so cool. I know it wasn't for me because it was just a flow. It's like this flow of consciousness mm-hmm. that just comes through you. Um, so, yeah, you know, I I channeled whoever comes through in the moment. Um, like one of the circles that I did was Mary Magdalene and that was that was amazing like her presence was just it was out of this world like she it was so loving that I was brought to tears Mm -hmm. you know and I'm in the circle and I'm like I'm sorry I'm crying but the, the love in the room that she's holding and she's bringing through is just bringing me to tears because it's so pure um so yeah I've had some cool experiences and now I channel the Pleiadians, so the Pleiadian Collective, um, they have a name. They're called Shikanda. Um, they don't need a name, but it was only because I asked, what is your name? Mm. And they said mm-hmm. to me, we don't need a name, but we understand that you want a name, you know, to connect. Um, so here it is. And so I I channel them through my healings and also in my blog I share a channeled writing piece once a month and uh, in my mystery school that I've just launched um, I share deeper transmissions from the Palladian so I can just get into a state you know on camera and just channel what needs to come through Um, and I question myself for a long time because I've watched a lot of videos and things about channeling and I can see how people's voice changes or you know, the little mannerisms that they have, I'm like, that's, I don't, that doesn't happen like that for me. So I was questioning my own gifts, questioning how it comes through, but channeling just comes through in so many, so many ways. And we really have to be open to how that is received and how our gifts can manifest because we literally have a different way that it manifests to reach the people around us. Uh, it just, you know, that person's channeling or gifts looks that way because it's supposed to look like that, you yeah. know. So, yeah, we just have to be open to how it all looks and just to trust that what is there is there because sometimes I still go, oh, my God, was that real or, you know. Um, yeah, I'm doing that less and less these days but, you know, on the journey of learning about that, it can feel like, you know, you sometimes you gaslight yourself a little bit. <laughs> Oh, yeah, because that imposter syndrome comes up. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. So what I've noticed is that when you become more open, like I said, when I like left my spiritual closet, I was open. And your higher self will draw you to people throughout your lifetime. And if you start to become really conscious of that, everything you notice is breadcrumbs that led you up till the certain point you are at in your life. Right. And so I feel like it's really important to become more conscious of the people that you encounter, because Mm -hmm. usually that is the universe saying, 
hey, we are showing you what you're capable of. Like you have the same gifts. So it's not only who you encounter, but also what you're drawn to because you watched a lot of channelers, right? And so you were very drawn to something for a reason and those aren't by accident. So for me, it has been people that have come across my path that saw something that had very particular messages for me, right? That are complete strangers, you know, and they had very impactful messages. So I am now learning that that was basically them mirroring what my purpose Mm -hmm. and my path is actually supposed to look like. So Mm -hmm. now when I've, I've been much more open to it, you know, since I have a lot more um, energy for things and it's like just total strangers will come and start talking to me for whatever reason. And then all of a sudden they're sharing something really tough they're going through And I literally just offer them a few things that are just on my mind. And it happened to be exactly what they needed to hear in that exact Mm -hmm. moment. Mm -hmm. And so now I've, I've like been able to take advantage of, I don't see and feel these things for no reason. Like I am not crazy. And the crazy thing is though, is that I saw and felt those things my whole life. And I was trying to tell people, but people obviously my energy was a different space then. So it probably came off more combative than it did loving. So I have been that person that sees people's gifts and superpowers and what they're capable of. So I have been, I would tell people that and I would show people that and people were very like, very rejecting of it. Right. And for a long time, people are like, you know, they would think I was judging them and they would think that, I make them feel not good enough. And, you know, you have this vision of me and this standard. And I was like, but it's not bad. I'm just saying that, like, I see this greatness in you, right? Because Mm. usually what it takes is just that one person that truly can see you for you to be able to see yourself. Mm -hmm. So I realized that that was that, like, not everybody's ready. Yep. Right. And it's it's a huge timing factor. And even if they weren't ready in that moment, typically they would circle back years later and say yes. that that exact moment was impactful for them. Totally. And so that's why I said that I struggled with this like online presence so much, even though it's been so impactful. You know, mm-hmm. when I started videos, I simply was doing it for my comfort level, right? And then I started getting messages from people saying that like, you know, one of my friends that's a correctional officer, he's like, I could, your video couldn't have been more perfect timing because he said one of his buddies had just committed suicide the month Mm. before. And he said, I'm at like lowest point that I've ever been in my life. And just seeing your video was helpful for me. And I, and I almost wish it would have existed a month ago because maybe Mm. it would have helped my buddy. And Mm. so I get, I get that feedback and I'm like, okay, yes, I'm still meant to be showing up in whatever way, shape or form, but I can do it in a way that flows more for myself and not feel Mm -hmm. obligated to do it every day. So now Mm -hmm. it's kind of like when I just have something like really brewing that I need to say, then I'll make a video about it or, you know, I'll just talk about it on my podcast and I'll put it on the podcast. So I'm like, I'm still showing up but I still do feel very called for some kind of in-person stuff. And I'm just not quite yeah. sure exactly how that looks or 
what or when yet (laughs) yeah that's it and you know our gifts also and the things that we're drawn to so when you said before earlier in the conversation that your friend is more you know along the line than you I wouldn't necessarily say that because sometimes you've like I don't know how long you've been in this realm but our whole thing is to remember yeah yeah and this is this is the name of my circles too and my podcast it's we're remembering who we are we're remembering our gifts that we had in past lifetimes so you know say you've been in this realm for a short period of time but you're met remembering very quickly very quickly yes and the depth that you've already gone into literally it's is, only been like a year yeah so you're yeah. you're remembering quickly so it's like yes like in this realm you weren't probably aware of things as early but you've been doing this for lifetimes um mm-hmm. <clears throat> but to your point of people not seeing their greatness you know I love that quote from Marianne Williamson where she says our greatest fear isn't that we're inadequate it's that we are powerful beyond measure yeah and something that Shikanda just shared recently the Pleiadian Collective was that I'm sorry no it wasn't it wasn't them I'm sorry it was Isis she came through so I channeled her the other day and she said it's time to claim your gifts. Mm-hmm. No more sitting on your hands. No more practicing. If you've done a Reiki certificate and you've done this and you're <laughs> still not shining, that consciousness is over. It's done. You know, if we want to see this shift happen quicker, we need to rise up. We need mm-hmm. to shine our light all the way on. And this is also advice for me. I still keep stepping into my light more and more um she said it's time it's it this is no longer a dress rehearsal we have to own it all the way and shine what are some yeah what are some tips for people though because it's like somebody that's like been in the spiritual closet their whole life they're like where do I start what does that even look like yep the first thing that I ever did was to just start finding events in your area, start finding circles, start finding meetup groups where you can open your full weird or just learn about it, you know, or even just buy a deck of cards. Like literally just go to a spiritual store and just pick out a deck of cards that you're drawn to. Oh, I have a whole start, basket now. Yeah, and just start <laughs> every day, like just pulling a card and just connecting to yourself that way. It just, and then once you're in that flow, you know, start looking at books, spiritual books, and start getting into that flow of what else is out there? What can I learn? Like, what is this world? And just go on a journey because your journey might look completely different to mine. So it's what you said before, it's just following the breadcrumbs, but start somewhere. And starting by finding maybe a couple of people that you can connect to, this journey does come with being courageous. So unfortunately, you have to push past some fear. (laughs) even some possible social anxiety or awkwardness and just be courageous. You know, don't 
don't leave anything on the table. Like we want to get to the end of our life, right, and just go, I bloody yes. gave that a really good shot. Like I, I did everything that I wanted to do um, because if you don't, you are going to come back and, and go on that path again. And it doesn't matter how many lifetimes it takes for you to get it, but you will, your soul is wanting to learn and express those things. So it won't get ticked off the list until you tick it off the list, you know? Mm-hmm. So yeah, find people that you can feel supported by and who you can have these conversations with because there are times where relationships and situations fall away and it seems devastating at the time and it hurts at the time but you will come through those things to realize that was the best thing that ever happened to me and uh on another level you have had a contract with that person to have an altercation to have a falling out with you had a contract and an agreement with them on the other side to have that experience for you to learn one lesson of empowerment and for them also. Yes. You know, they might have said, like, I'll be the one to help you learn that lesson. And you're like, sweet, yep. let's go down and do it together. So it's remembering that too, which is really helpful. It helps you process the hurts a lot easier. Um, So, yeah, I would just say find a community, just start somewhere, start with something that sparks your interest. If you're interested in, um, you know, channeling or meditation, just start, go to a meditation class. And just from there, that's all you need to do is just take the first step. You don't need to know the whole road because no one knows that. It's just taking one step, one foot in front of the other. You know what I feel like has been a just massive quantum leap for me in my life is when I stopped fighting it. Yeah. When I stopped fighting how powerful I truly am. When mm-hmm. I stopped like I I didn't feel like I was dipping myself down, but then it started to get more and more obvious yeah. the way people were mirroring back to me. And I was like, oh, shit, okay. And then (laughs) I just, then I just had to get really comfortable with being uncomfortable with just walking away from everyone and everything. And then it's just like this, it's just like this incredibly freeing, but also you're like, oh, shit, okay, now I'm by myself, but this is because it was supposed to be like this, you know? And it's like, the more painful the journey is, is because you are holding on to things. And that's one like message I've been trying to reiterate to people is that if you're in a lot of pain right now, it is because you are holding on to things that yeah. are trying to fall away. Yeah. What is trying to let go of itself in your life that you're not willing to let go of? Yeah. And we will keep meeting the same people in a different body or we will keep yes. encountering the same circumstances. And you know, I have a lot of women that come on my path or a lot of people in general, actually, um, men and women that are truly struggling with their empowerment. Mm-hmm. And I, they'll, they'll tell me about stuff going on in their life and it'll be like, you know, with work and an ex-husband. And I'm like, what do all the, what do all those situations have in common? Yeah. You. Yeah. So until you get to this point, 
where you don't make a big deal that you get knocked down because that's the thing is that that's mm-hmm. going to happen. You're going to trip. You're going to fall. You're going to get knocked down. But what I like to say is until you get to the point where you can scrape knees, bloody nose, like yes. crawl on your hands and knees and get on your t- own two feet and say, you know what? You hit like a bitch yeah. and, <laughs> keep, and keep moving because mm-hmm. as soon as you're like, oh my gosh, like you get in that victim place, then you're telling the universe like, okay, well, this, this is what I want. I want to perpetually stay like this, you know? And obviously it's like when you're in the space where you don't see an ending, you know, an end to the tunnel, that's definitely a hard place to be in, but it's just having that inner knowing that I am here to do more and be more than my current situation. And I've interviewed some really awesome people this week that have talked about, their crazy journeys in their life, you yeah. know, and it, it got to a point where they were all at rock bottom in one yes. way, shape or form. And every single one of them has completely different stories. But the thing that each of them had in common was they got to this place and they were in just the shit, the thick of it, the darkness, you yep. know, and they had this like feeling in their gut. That's like, this is not it. This is not how my story ends. And they were able to move past it from there. Totally. You know, and I feel like that's like just the beginning of our journey. And that's what. It's the painful transition, you know, of of birth. Like Mm. before you, when the baby's head is crowning, you know, (laughs) it's painful. It's so painful. It's like, I don't want to do this. Like it's, it's too painful you know, when we're birthing something new, like the new earth, like the new world now, it's painful. There's things that we don't want to see. There's things that we don't want to experience and we feel the thick of it and it feels gross and yuck and you just want to escape. It always happens before the light and we Mm -hmm. have to know the darkness truly before we can even see and experience the light. We can't experience the light without the darkness. Mm-hmm. How do you know what hot water is without the cold? Yes. Yes. So it's like that. It's like yeah, the step though of duality. Like acknowledging yeah. that duality exists. Yes. But also that it doesn't, right? Because yeah. everything is connected. You know, where it's like you have that contrast that makes this human experience, but the more you attach yourself to the contrast is the more you're going to be torn by it as opposed to like that neutral state, especially like that book, um, the untethered soul by Michael Singer. He talks a lot about like the duality of things. If if you remove the duality of it, then it's just, it is, you know? Yeah. And it's, you know, it's not shaming it. It's not even shaming the ego. The ego is there for us to use. It's a tool. It's a tool for us to see clearly. Mm-hmm. It's not something to be shamed, and that's you know even being on this journey, I've noticed even the dogma, the dogmatic ideologies within the spiritual community, mm. you know, and it's just oh you know we've got to get rid of the ego. No, we don't. Like that helps us to see where we need to transform something and to alchemize something. It's it's having them both side by side coexisting and actually, you know, it's that's when we become whole. It's not by going Mm -hmm. straight to the light. We become whole. 
we become whole by integrating everything because then we're accepting everything. Mm-hmm. We're not shaming or judging anything. It's just allowing what is to be. Yes. So, yeah, it's it's a super fun journey. It's a deep journey. It requires a lot of courage and radical responsibility, self-responsibility. Mm. You cannot go on this path and not take responsibility for your thoughts and your actions and your words because we mm-hmm. are little co-creators and we just we just have to get real adult about this and just say like I'm taking responsibility for this that it wasn't my fault but it's my responsibility to change this yes. you know so this is this is part of the whole journey is to just and Isis is big on that she talks a lot about self-responsibility, radical responsibility, especially on this priestess path. It's, mm-hmm. you know, we want to be bridge workers and, and you know, show both sides and just yeah. and alchemize. Like we, we have to be these master alchemists where we can transform and we're not afraid of the dark. So, yeah. Okay, tell me about... <clears throat> your path and this growth, but also being married. How has that been for your relationship? Because so many of these women, you probably see in your, your priestess circles where we start, we wake up first, we lead in this journey. Mm -hmm. And then we're with people that are so asleep and that don't want to do the work. So like, how did that work out for you? Yes. So cool. Oh, my husband's amazing. He's so patient he's so (laughs) accepting he's been on the journey with me when I went to religion back to religion again to test it out he was so loving and accepting of that that is against his every grain but he (laughs) did it because you know he loves me and he wants to support me and then he's seen me go through you know, this where he's he's just loving it. He's happy for me that I'm happy and I've found my truth. So, like, sometimes I think, oh, I wish I could speak about this, you know, on this level. But I've come to this place where I've realised that you don't have to have a partner that gets that side of you. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, he he's accepting of it, but he's not there with me. And... You know, he still holds space for that, which is the important part. As long as he can hold space for me being in that space, then that's that's what that's what you want. But I have my girlfriends and my other people to, you know, speak mm-hmm. about some of these things. In saying that, he's opening more and more. Like, you know, I've gone through and spoken about, you know, channeling and then my abduction experience and you know, just for him to hold space for all of that is just amazing. And, you know, he's, he's, I'm sure he probably is into more, he's probably opening his mind more and more than what I know. Um, yeah. And the the difference is too, is that, you know, with religion, I wanted him to start being interested in that. The thing that I found myself in spirituality is that there's just that letting go of having everyone to believe what you believe. 
Yeah. Like, because I have that peace in my heart of what feels good for me. Yeah. That's enough. I don't need anyone to come on this journey with me. It'd be nice if some people could see certain truths, but it's not like, you know, because the religion thing I found in my experience was, you know, and this is, this is no judgment because they think that they're doing a good thing, but everyone has to know the gospel and the truth, you know? Yeah. So, but I just feel like you find your own truth in your own way. And sometimes he says to me, Oh, you know, I'm not as spiritual as you, but he grew up with a mum that was very connected to angels and she's she's actually quite psychic as well, very open-minded. So he kind of naturally is intuitive and open They have to, to be, a, though. Yeah, the, and a, open I feel to like a for lot them of things. Even exist on the same frequency he is very powerful in his own way just not the same as you and he says like I'm you know when he says I'm not as spiritual as you and I'm like don't say that because spirituality doesn't look like crystals and cards and channeling and being into aliens and all of that stuff it's spirituality is just knowing who you are Mm mm-hmm and being connected to who you are. It's not all of those other things are amazing and it, it certainly helped me connect to more of who I am on a deep, deep, deep level. But spirituality in essence and plain and simple is you just connect to who you are. You're a good person. You lead from the heart. You know, it's it's just it's really that simple. It can be that simple. Um, so yeah, he's, he's been incredible and just, yeah, he, it's cool because he's, he's starting to open up to other conversations and I get to, you know, have a bit of a play there and then I can start seeing the eyes glaze over and I'm like, okay, we're done. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, I think that's an important distinction to make that, or point to make that everybody's (laughs) journey looks different. Yeah. And that sometimes the relational part of the journey is yours and not someone else's. Mm. Right. Mm-hmm. Like I was telling you before we got on the call about how basically like a lot of like the priestess path is women that have had not good luck in dating. Right. And with men and everything like that. And I feel like those men are like our gateways to our initiations, Yeah, you know, where, they're challenging us to force us to grow. Yes. And even if they are not meant to come with us on that journey, yeah. they are part of your path though. Yeah. And I feel like, like I said, what makes it even more painful in that way is when we've held on to them. I mean, mm-hmm. the podcast that I put up for this week, Stephanie, she had been married to two different narcissist men that were very different. Mm-hmm. And I had the realization listening to her talk about her first marriage that I was like, oh my gosh, I'm pretty sure the guy I was with for two years was a covert narcissist. Mm. But the funny thing about it is that he done fucked with the wrong girl, right? Because, (laughs) Because I had already reached a point in like my own personal empowerment where in my marriage, I didn't try to like step up for myself really. I just I was that real real deep in the conditioning that you know the religious conditioning. You don't get divorced, you make it work, right? And yeah. I was doing everything and I was just like sad and confused and exhausted 
well, this was years later that I had already been on my own. So then I meet him and get into this relationship. And he was like crazy emotional. And like, I didn't realize that the emotionalness was part of his manipulation, but it didn't work on me. Yes. Because all it did was literally like stoke my inner fire because I wanted to throat punch him. I wanted to like physically fight this guy. (laughs) (laughs) And I had never been like that before. Right. I'd never been like that in my marriage. Even in dating people, it wasn't anything like that. It was just kind of like, okay, yeah, that's not for me. And I, you know, move on. But this person, it was like, that was like the soul contract, right? Where it was like, when we served it to each other, when it was like done, he completely dropped off the map and he has never come back around. Yeah. And so that's why I like to tell people that they're your greatest teacher for whatever reason. Oh, they're, yes. You were in each other's lives to teach each other something. For and sure. once you do, then it'll drop off or it'll evolve in whatever way it's supposed to. Yeah, for sure. And those relationships, are, they show you where you need to heal or perceive something in a more loving, accepting, compassionate way. You know, that. I don't really like to say that people are toxic. Uh, It's not really something that I like to say Mm -hmm. because everyone has their wounds and we also have things that we need to learn. So it's either you learn the lesson or you don't. Like this person is put in your path for a reason and Mm -hmm. us just saying that they're toxic is kind of dismissing your part in choosing this lesson yeah yeah yeah. so no it's it's interesting every time I've had experience with narcissists or whatever it's been my greatest empowerment lesson you know Mm -hmm. I was with someone that was like that he taught me to stick up for myself and to really oh yeah you know stand and to see what you want yeah yeah you know, now I just, yeah, it's, and even people that I don't choose to speak to anymore, I still hold love for them. Yeah. I still hold them in where they're at. It's just not, we're just not walking in the same direction anymore, but I still hold compassion for that because, oh man, like we've all had wounds. We've all, we've all got narcissistic qualities. We've all got you know, totally. if we want to go into that reality, we can, and we all have at some point. Well, this so, is why I like like taking the duality of, out of like a good person versus a bad person because it's like mm-hmm. we're all connected. We all like are cut from the same cloth <clears throat> and we all have the potential to be good or bad. It just depends on how much we want to – like what drives us in our life, you know? Yeah. Is it – is it our pain? Is it our struggles? Is mm. it our darkness? Or are we going to be driven by this unconditional love? And I feel like for you, you got to experience what that's like. So that was yeah. even more, that's even more of something that just constant is a constant reminder for you that it's like yeah, you totally. don't even have to question the other option. You know? I know. I feel so grateful for that experience. Um, and I just signed up. I've wanted to do this for years, but I just signed up to a death doula course. Oh, yeah. So I know. So it's really exciting. I, you know, it's just going to be another offering that I have, mm-hmm. but I'm very <clears throat> passionate about sharing what that death journey looks like 
and what's on the other side because I think humanity's greatest fear is death. Um, Mm -hmm. So helping people perceive what that looks like. You know, in ancient schools, mystery schools, they went through a whole initiation for death and Mm -hmm. celebrated what that looked like and they understood it as part of the journey of the soul it's not the end. It was just like putting on another costume to, to enter a new level of evolution. Yeah. So, you know, and I know that's part of my priestess path as well is to share that part of death and help people re-perceive that because, you know, part of the matrix conditioning again is to be afraid of death. And, you know, that there's many cultures that aren't afraid of that and it's, connecting to that indigenous and ancient wisdom to bring back into society so that, you know, Mm -hmm. we just break down more walls as we go. And through that, we just understand more of who we are, what the soul's here to experience, um, what the soul is. (laughs) And uh, yeah, it's pretty awesome. So I feel really grateful for going on that experience. Um, But yeah, I've had some pretty crazy experiences in my life. Um, But I love it. I'm here for it. When you were talking about like the death doula, I immediately thought that I feel like I'm supposed to be a life doula. Ooh. I feel like because a lot of what I've experienced is people that are afraid to live. Oh yeah, I love that. And that's amazing. And I've and I've been that person. So like when my mom when my grandma was circling the drain a couple months ago, like I had this extreme guilt that I wasn't there, but there was something so incredibly clear to me that basically said, no, your time Mm -hmm. with helping people transition and you being at the bedside for people is done. Yep. You are meant to be right here doing exactly what you're doing because I had a lot of stuff going on in my own life. And it was like, it went really, really slow. Like, Mm. like weeks she was in a hospital bed, Mm. just like shriveling, Mm. you know, like guppy breathing. Yes. It was very, very sad to hear about. And then she got to a point where she was nonverbal. So I'm like calling Mm. and I'm like, I love you, grandma, hoping that she hears me. Yeah. And like I said, I had so much guilt about that, but then I just knew, I just knew that if I went, I would get physically ill from that situation. And then she ended up passing Mm -hmm. and then they ended up having her service, her celebration of life service when I was going to be gone in Bali, which I already had this Bali trip planned for months upon months. So it wasn't even a question. I didn't, I was like, no, I'm not canceling. I'm going on my trip. Right. Yeah. So I go on my trip and Lorianne, the mom, who's like an intuitive, um, life coach, she said that basically she connected with my spirit guys and she's like, you would have been like physically ill for months just from that experience because it was like you would have regressed so much doing what you're not meant to be doing. And I, um, I did a lot of comfort care in the ICU. Mm -hmm. And so I was there to help a lot of people pass. Yeah. So it was almost like that was part of like my closure and that now I've existed in all that darkness. Now it's like, I feel like part of my life purpose is to help people actually live. I love it. It's, it's perfect. And it's, it's so needed. Um, I like that spin on it. So it's, you know, instead of saying life coach, it's like life doula, you know, it's, it's amazing. Cause yeah. it is true. A lot of us are afraid to live mm-hmm. because we're afraid of judgment. 
and we're afraid, afraid of, of joy what people are going to think of us and afraid of not being able to do it right or afraid of you know like being that powerful and what does that look like what does it look mm-hmm. like if I'm successful and people fall away like it's all of those fears that so it's it's super important work Yes. Yes. Yeah. I love it. Well, thank you so, so much. And how do people find you since you're not on Instagram now? <laughs> I mean, I am on Instagram, so it's just at Natasha J black. So you can still see me on there and my link tree and website are through there. Um, I'm also, you can check out my website. So that's www.natashablack.com.au. Uh, I have a podcast called The Remembering. I've got a blog called Earth and Ether. Um, I can do remote healings and stuff like that. So, yeah, just check out my website, see what I've got to offer. I'd love to mention also my new Earth Mystery School. It's in membership form. So it's just we just come together. We do classes, channeling, meditations, online circles, and then every two to three months I uh, ask a guest to come on to share their magic. It's Love basically it. like spiritual development on steroids. <laughs> um, it's a very small cost, but it's something that I wanted to open and tried to open at the start of the year, but things, some things had to change and I've reopened it now. So yeah, that's it. Thank you for having me on. Um, it's been an Perfect. awesome chat. I've really enjoyed it. Yes. Yes. Well, thank you guys for joining us and make sure to go check her out and her join her mystery school and have more of these conversations because it's fun and exciting and you will learn so much about yourself and the world. Well, thank you for tuning in and I hope you enjoyed it and have a wonderful evening. Thank you.